So how have you been dealing with Agassi's passing? Like what 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 do you go through? Like mm -hmm. I'm sure days are different for you. Sorry, have some tissue. <laughs> Guys, come and get some tissue, please. I'm trying to not spoil my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just keep tissue on the side, okay? Because Tito said he's not gonna make me cry. I'm just, <laughs> you said though. Um, you said okay. I sorry. said don't make me cry. Oh, uh, <laughs> my bad. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> don't do that. That should make you cry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how have you been dealing? I know, obviously, it's been very difficult for you. Um, you're working. Yeah. Obviously, you try keep on working to keep your mind off it. But, like, what happens when you go to sleep? Like, like what have you been experiencing this whole time? Um. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the freshest podcast in the world. I'm happy to announce the El Tito podcast is now sponsored by Crep. That's not the only thing that's new. I mean, you see the jacket, Alpha Industries. You see the pants, Alpha Industries. The drip is official. And talking about official, um, we got the one and only Nadia Nakai in the building. I just got word she just stepped in. Let's go. What we're here for is yeah. the LTO podcast. Jo, 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 Jo. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the LTO podcast. Uh, today we got, let me start with rapper, reality star, businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I can carry on for days. She's the baddest female rapper we've had in this country. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's true. It's true? It's true. All right, she clearly got confidence. <laughs> so without further ado, make some noise for Nadia Nakai. Hi. Come on, everybody in the room, make some noise. Thank you. Yeah, I got Nadia fucked up. Makes you know? Yeah. You, I forgot Nadia? that we oh, can sorry. swear here. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> are we starting again? Yeah. No, we're good. Oh, good. Hi, Tito. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm very good. I'm bad. I'm looking forward to this uh, interview because... I'm I, very nervous. I know. Like, I know you well, so I'm going to call out any cap. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I'm asking you questions, but I know the answers to these questions. So I know. if you cap to, like, the people, I'm going to, like... Oh, uh, Nadia. I know. I know. Um, I know. So, guys, our guests... So on a journey of sobriety, 
you know. Oh my god, so why... make it seem like I have an alcohol problem. No, man. <laughs> I, mean, just, just, I don't have a problem. I'm just not drinking right now. No, I'm gonna I... come back. No, you don't have to come back. I know. I'll I will come back. this decision. No, I'll come back. You you came here so early for the podcast. Look how focused you are. With no, but drinking. I'm just professional. I take money seriously. You know, I think that a professional business, all of that, I take it very serious. You know? No, that's true. That's no good. I'm always punctual. Yeah. Or early. So that if you always go over time, I say, sorry, babes, I was on time. Bye. So you, you don't do that to me? No, not oh, you. Right, but you know, like the general right, idea I'll of it. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since since you're not drinking earlier today, yeah. Um, I thought me and you could do um a prime review, you know. Okay. Um, the I name is buzzing it. in the streets. You heard about it. I saw like training on social media for it being like 600 rand or 400 rand or something for a bottle. I saw a lot of cap. And it's like vitamin water or something. It's like <sighs> Okay, let's, let's see if it's worth it. It's like the water your granny washes her oranges in and then drinks the water. <laughs> and it's got that residual orange taste. That's what I heard. Okay, let's, let's, let's check <laughs> okay, if this right. is true. Okay, let's, I'm let's not this one. Nadia, we talked about this. No, I better you know, you I don't said, play me like that. I okay. said, I okay, said. You're that one outlet. goes with your outfits. There's no green in my outfit. Nadia. No, yellow. Okay. There's like brother and sister. My outfit is fresh, by the way. It's dope. Your outfit is super, super fresh. Wait. Oh, I'm actually high key thirsty. Okay, let's start this. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Sheesh. Oh, it smells nice. What flavor is mine? Mine smells like like Skittles. You played me. You took mine. Okay. In three, two. Smells like Skittles. Are you okay. guys ready? Three, two, one. I actually like this. Of course you would from Alex. You know what? Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like cordial. You know that, that you mix with the water and you like aura. You know that type of you mix it with something? Yo, of course you'll like it. Yo, You're not Alex, used to freshly Alex, squeezed. Alex, Alex is gonna be on you, I swear. <laughs> I actually like this. I actually do. You're not used to like fresh drinks. Like freshly squeezed. <sighs> it's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. I love I like the smell it. of it though. I'm not okay. gonna lie. It smells like Skittles. Okay, what do you give it? I I'll give it like an eight. Not bad. Especially eight if it's cold. It's a good number. It's got a lot of, does this have like, um, what do you call those? Kilojoules. No. Um, electrolytes. Um, is it I, like, ele I don't it's like know. drinking an energy? Because I'm for drinks that give me like electrolytes, you know? Like coconuts have like high level of electrolytes, if you don't know. No, I don't. And know. I, I hate, hate coconuts. coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> I hate coconuts. I've clearly known this person for a long time. We're saying the same things at the same I time. I swear, I hate coconuts. Okay, talking about knowing anyway. you for a long time, I actually met you when um, 2011. Yeah. I don't know. You've been rapping for a very long time. Mm. Um, I met you in a garage. In a garage? Yeah. Oh, because you're hitting on my friend. Nice. This garage here, at McDonald's. Nice. I remember. Was that the first time I met you? Didn't I meet you at, at Cypher Studio first? When we did Do Like, do like I Do? No, man. Do Like I Do was like 20... Like, much later. What are you talking about? Later. So I met you the first time as at McDonald's and you're pulling up on my girl. I was not pulling up And I just me. happened to be in the passenger seat of my girl's car. That's where we met. And you were Tato. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let's go meet my friend Tato. Tato. And then what happened? Yeah, you're nice. I, I just came, mind my business. I was not hitting on your friend, actually. I had you're a right. girlfriend at the time. I, I that doesn't it. change shit. So that was supposed to say, oh, you had a girlfriend. Oh, okay. You know, like, like my girl at that time can read the timelines. You are just like, you know, you're going to give her a bad reflection. Okay, fine. And you need to clear up a couple of things, too. I'm hearing you telling a lot of people that... What's her name? Who? You're the girlfriend then. 
at the time. I yeah. can't say a name. Okay, yeah. fine, never mind. Nadia, like, what are you trying to start? But anyway, let's. <laughs> you just guess you might deny you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a date, you know? I'm joking. Getting <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. So now, the next question is like a two part question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you went on to leave Cypher's label. Mm. What was the name of the label, by the way? Sid Records. What? Sid Records. Sid Records. Yeah, oh, International yeah, Sid Records. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Then <coughs> you went on to join uh, Family Tree. So mm-hmm. I want you to answer why you left. Uh, Sid Records, and why did you think Family Tree was a good fit for you? So, um, the reason why I left Sid Records was... You can bring the food. You can bring Nadia's food. It's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry, brand placement. I don't know if you want to... Yo, give run us a bag, yo. You um, know, Simply Asia. Simply Just the camera. Asia. Oh, there. Run bag, I find please. myself oh. looking at the lights. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Um, can you see that? Sorry. <laughs> Don't you want to grab this plastic for me? Thank you. It's a podcast, guys. You can take that away. It's not like a TV Sorry. show. You don't have to stop everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you asking? Um, Two-part question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, why did I leave, leave Sid? So did... I left Sid because I think we just um, just kind of like agree each other. And he started working. He started studying. And then he started working at Multi-Choice. And his, his like part started changing. So that's why we le- I left. Mm-hmm. And then I joined Family Tree. Honestly, because I've always seen Kaz when I was um, when I went to varsity at Monash, because Boiti used to go to varsity at Monash, and he always would be on campus visiting Boiti. Mm-hmm. And then I used to record with Feel the Dream. They were called Feel the Dream back then, but it was Ashish and Himal Ganja Beats, mm-hmm. and um, Bash used to manage me in varsity. Mm-hmm. So then once we went our separate ways and I signed Sig Records, Bash years later, Bash was now with family too. So I left Sid Records. I was like, yo, Bash, you know, there's that familiarity mm-hmm. of he used to manage me. This mm-hmm. is a thing. And then he kind of cultivated that whole thing. And then also, it even motivated even more because Keenan had dropped the baddest remix without me. So they were like, okay, <laughs> let's take the outcast and just run with her. And it just, yeah, it just worked, I guess. I was now the outcast. You're so vindictive. You joined. <laughs> No, not because of that. I'm saying for them, I think. Oh, so he's for family tree. I'm sure he's just like, ah, let's roll, honey. Actually, how did you feel when that song dropped? I mean, it had all the female rappers. For you guys that haven't seen uh, the Baddest Remix, uh, Baddest Remix by AKA features all the female rappers that's in the game. Uh, it had Gigi Domain, it had uh, Rouge, it had Fifi Cooper, and it had Moosley. And we were all asking ourselves, why is Nadia not on that song? How did you feel at that time, actually? So at that time, I felt really bad. Mm-hmm. But then I did my own version. Oh, yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And Kenyon actually gave me props for that back then. He was like, oh, I didn't expect this, but this was really dope. Mm-hmm. Did I not get a season desist from his record label saying, please... <laughs> <laughs> please kindly stop performing the song because I will perform it. Because I'm like, oh. Yeah. You know? But I felt some type of way. I felt like... Um, and I've spoken to the girls, well, most of them, mm-hmm. um, that I felt like the day that it came out, I was so surprised because it felt like they were being kind of like mean to me, which I didn't think was necessary because, yes, I'm not on the song, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't have to feel like a gang up, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I spoke to, like, Gigi about it mm-hmm. then, and I was just like, I really felt like you guys were ganging up on me and it wasn't necessary, and mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then years later, I asked Keenan, I'm like, why didn't you put me on the bed? It's like, ah, babe, sorry. I, I just didn't grab you. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, you don't need to hit you with the honesty. It's like, ah, babe, I just didn't grab you back then. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> you got me now. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. And then, like, 
female rappers, we we always get like a, a perception that female rappers don't get along. Period. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe we're looking from the outside, but is it true? Do female rappers not get along at all? I think it's easy for female rappers to get into a tiff because mm. one, women are very territorial, so we naturally just want to be the main boss in mm. in any type of situation. It might be the household, it might be the office, or whatever the case. We're just very territorial. Um, so. A lot of misunderstandings can happen because of that and we can run with it and not realize that it actually was a misunderstanding or was not actually will be. So like with me and Musi, we didn't get along for years, you know? And then when we finally got to speak and I'm so grateful that we were finally able to squash our beef before Keenan passed because it was genuine. We were able to like really sit down and just like talk. Mm-hmm. And we realized that our misunderstanding was so, like we didn't even know what the problem was. We didn't even know what the issue was. It was just like, I had heard something, she had heard something, and it kind of like just became this snowball effect mm-hmm. that actually was based on absolutely nothing, which was also so annoying because we like missed on so many, I feel like I missed on so many years of getting to know how amazing the music is as a person, mm-hmm. as a musician, as just an all-rounded amazing person that I never got to know mm-hmm. for so many years. So I'm grateful that it happened now because I feel like... Um, people allowed it to happen. So many people will come and say, oh, I hate that you and Muzi don't get along. Like, you guys are both so cool. And, mm-hmm. and I think out of all the girls, me and Muzi are probably the ones that are genuinely good friends with a lot of rappers in the game because mm-hmm. we've known them for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so if you, if you so upset that we're not cool, then why don't you intervene and try to fix it then? Because we can't speak. Mm-hmm. So someone could have come and said, uh-uh, you two guys, what's the problem here? Like, that's... Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people were also okay with the fact that we weren't cool. Because if we were cool, imagine what type of damage we would have done. <laughs> you know, it would have been crazy if that yeah. force was, like, together for um, much longer. But it is what it is. It's okay. And then uh, you and Ru- uh, Rouge, mm-hmm. uh, for a while, it's been uh, a competitive... I don't know if that was a competitive thing or you mm-hmm. guys actually had problems. Mm-mm. I never had a problem with Rouge. And I don't think she had a problem with me. Yeah. But I think a lot of things might have happened is from misunderstandings where people put at us to get against each other or whatever the case is. But I've never had an issue with Rouge. She's like, oh, Rouge, look, this thing is <laughs> I've never had a problem with Rouge, per se. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not that I'm, I'm unaware, but mm-hmm. I don't think she had a problem with me either. It would be very surprising for me to learn that she had a problem with me. Okay. Fast forward, um, but this remix happens. You join Family Tree, um, Casper in your vest, um, and you actually end up dropping your first album, Nadia Naked. First of all, why is this album Nadia Naked? Nadia Naked one, because you know how I used to dress in high school for? It was all like bums and ahs and what. Mm-hmm. And people were like, Nadia Nakai, ah, Nadia Naked. And then I was like, okay, so this album, I'm gonna call it Nadia Naked because. I feel like I've never given people my story. I've never told them about things that I deal with and the issues that I have. So I'm like stripping away all the barriers that I've created so for naked myself. So naked is a metaphor. Yes, a metaphor of me allowing you into my world and understanding me and taking away all these barriers that I've created for myself mm-hmm. for you to just get to know me in my business, but not as in like naked body. Literally. No, not yeah. literally, yeah. but in like my content and, and just getting to know me, you know? So yeah. So this album dropped in 2019, right? It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> yeah. This album dropped in 2019. Mm. And you came in a game maybe around 2012? 
what is the reason it took you so long to drop an album? Mm-hmm. And why is that your only album? I dropped an EP, guys. I dropped yeah, like but I'm talking about the albums. Ah, it's the same thing. All right. <laughs> um, I'm actually so happy that I didn't drop the album that I did at Sid Records because we did an album and we had intentions to drop it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once I heard those songs, I knew I needed to grow so much more, even if with my delivery and my cadence and how I sound mm-hmm. and my topic matter. I'm so happy that album didn't come out because the type of person I was then to the type of person I was with Nadia Naked took me two years to do that album. Mm-hmm. I put so much work into that album. Um, and I grew while I was making that album mm-hmm. that I'm still proud of it till today. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have been proud of the one that I started in 2012. Mm-hmm. I would have been cringy. Oh my God, no, that's not what I want people to hear. Mm-hmm. So I think as a sophomore album or debut album, Nadia Naked was perfect for me. And the timing was also right. I just started. I don't think I had a right to drop an album because I always knew from the beginning of my career I need to grow a fan base and this is going to take time. I wasn't about the hype. I was always about the longevity. So I knew it was going to take time for an album to be ready for an album. Okay. That Um, makes sense. So so then, obviously... (laughs) 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 I'm so wrong. When you you got to, obviously, Family Tree, you dropped the album. You guys were doing well. You dropped Namin. Uh, You got a plan for that. Mm. Um, Then we are all surprised uh, when you announce on social media that you are leaving Family Tree. Mm. Um, What was the contributing factor to you leaving the label? Uh, I don't understand why people are shocked. Do they think I was supposed to be there forever? I mean, uh, not forever, I mean. I don't know. Maybe they just thought like you guys were like, you know, it's supposed to be a unified. I think people just, in general, don't like to see relationships end, I guess. Yeah. So. But I think people always assume that when a relationship ends, it means that you ended on bad terms. We didn't end on bad terms. Um, I just feel like I wanted to grow and I wanted to build Braga Records and I wanted to build Braga Productions because I was doing the naked, um, the naked Room that was on Channel O that I started in lockdown. So mm-hmm. I was kind of, my mindset was building my own entities, you mm-hmm. know? And I felt that I mean, even like with Cass, he left Double HP eventually. Um, so he understood the the point where I need to grow as an individual because I don't think I'll ever be seen or I'd not seen as be able to achieve greatness if I constantly was Casper's shadow. You know, mm-hmm. I needed to get out of that shadow because people would always attest all my successes to be like, yeah, it's because she's with FMG. Yeah, it's because she's with Ophelia. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things I achieved because of me. Like, I worked yes. hard for it. Mm-hmm. I did it. I put in the work. I, you know, and I felt like every success I got was always attested to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to have that for me, especially if I was putting the work for it. So, mm-hmm. um, people thought it was on bad terms, but it wasn't. It was, it was chilled. We got weird later on. <laughs> but... <laughs> But for real, like it was okay. okay. It, it wasn't on that. With you guys getting weird later on, could it be because after you left the label, you started dating, well, his arch nemesis? Well, you know, it wasn't like yeah. immediate. Yeah, but I know, I know, <laughs> I know but yeah, but it I'm wasn't just, immediate. Yeah. It just happened that way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it got a little bit awkward and understandably so. Mm-hmm. I understood his feelings, so I didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. But I also wasn't going to defend it. I was going to defend my decision mm-hmm. in dating this person because I wasn't dating Rufina. It's not like he was my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was working with him. I was signed to his label. He was my label boss. And um, yeah, you know, mm. things happen. And it is what it is. And, and I don't regret <laughs> it. I really don't. <laughs> you know? Um, 
you obviously dating Kenyan. Mm. Did you have to like think about like, because obviously on social media, it became like a big thing. Like, oh, yeah. wow, she left the label and now things can just seem so quick. Yeah. Now she joined, <clears throat> uh, she's with Kenyan. Did you have to think about like, what is society going to say? What is social yeah. media going to say? And a lot of people are not aware what type of person Kenyan is. Mm. They just see what they see on social media. They Did you know. have to think about that to say, okay, am I going to date this guy? Um, do I have to consider this? Yeah. I did. There was a lot of factors that came into play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that I'd lose fans because I, I, I thought that my fans were because of Rufile or Cass, you know. I didn't realize that my fans were my fans. They, mm-hmm. they stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've grown more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was concerned about that. I was like, yo, I'm going to lose my fans. They're going to turn against me. Oh, my gosh, what are people going to say? Then also um, with Keenan coming out of what he had gone through, I also was concerned about that. And mm-hmm. is it too soon for him? Is it like, you know, does he need time? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So my mind was all over the place. I just didn't know what to do. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, I, both of us believe that for us to get together from where we were coming from, the most opposite sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. the only thing that we thought it was, it had to be God. That's why it was just like, we really got to a point where we didn't care about anything else because everyone else's opinions cannot be stronger than what God is trying to do right now in our lives for the both of us, mm-hmm. with us coming together the way that we did. So um, it got to a point where I just trusted God and I was like, it can only be him because where would we have found each other uh-huh. the way that we did, you know? So, yeah. And like I was saying, um, I had Keenan on my first episode and we discussed certain things. And like the main thing I was saying was like, from face value, a lot of people think Keenan is a narcissist. Yeah. He's arrogant. He's an asshole. Um, but Keenan has a very soft side to him. Like... When he loves, like, he really loves. When he supports yeah. you, he really supports you. Like, you know what I yeah. love the most about that, though? I love the most... What I love the most is that outside he looks hard and unapproachable and an asshole, mm-hmm. but I only got the soft side of him. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love mm-hmm. the fact that if we had to go out right now, you know you can't approach this guy and you can't come and try to hug me for too long or... Mm-hmm. I felt very protected. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know... But when we're at home... I got the baby Keenan Forbes. I got the, oh, baby, yeah, he's, he's so You know, soft, he's yeah. so soft. Mm. And the baby, the one that would cry about something or see him with the boys and they're crying. And I'm just like, I had Don and Richard, all of you guys. I thought you guys were all these hard, hard niggas. That time, they're so soft and they tell each other they love each other. And mm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, actually, this people don't need to know the side of mm. all of it. They don't need to know the way Don is so soft and the way Rich is so soft and Sia and how they have this brotherhood and they're comfortable to say, I love you, bro, and cry mm-hmm. and, and be there for each other and know that, oh, Spooder's going through something and Keenan will drive to his house and, and play with his new dog. And they don't need to know that type of level of how that bro relationship was. And mm-hmm. they don't need to know the level of how soft and, and nurturing and baby he was to me. They don't need to know that. They must just know the persona of what AKA was on the social media and the music and the interviews and all of that, they must be, that's the, that's all they needed to know. They didn't need to know any, anything more because I was reserved for people that were close to him, people that knew him. And I think that's what made it so special because then you get into it and you're like, you guys are nothing like what I thought you were. I thought they were all evil. Uh, <laughs> all all of them. So, uh, you know, there's a moment where I try to tell you like, 
teenagers and such a dope thing. Yeah. Before you guys were cool. And I was and like, said, oh, please, he's no. like, an asshole. Yo, yes. trust me. We actually thought about that for yeah. a while. Like, no, Kenya is like such a dope I didn't thing. believe yeah. it. I just said, there's mm. no way. I just thought all of them, because I was on the other side yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah. I just saw them as like, ooh, I, I have that side. It's mm. dark, man. Mm. It's very dark. Mm. But when I actually went to the other side, I was just like, yo, these guys are marshmallows, eh? They're such good people. Mm -hmm. They are so soft and they are, and they're there for each other. Mm -hmm. They support each other, which is, was really nice to see. So you were obviously around for the making of Mass Country. Mm. Um, can you, like, maybe there's certain things that happened during Mass Country that maybe we all don't know about. Um, well, I got those songs um, early, but you could maybe... Is there stories that you can tell us about I mean, this country? There, there is a lot of stories. I mean, there's a lot of songs. Like, there's one song that I actually have on my phone that he sent me, and I sent it to Zadok. And I said, Zadok, do you still have this song? And Zadok had never heard it. He's like, what? Yeah. And I was like, you can't even send me this song. And I'm like, it's so crazy. Like, how come you guys didn't use this on the album? And he's like, yo, I haven't even heard this song. What? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, just like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But I mean, like, um, with... Company. Like, yeah, let's talk like about that. Yeah, we can talk about that conversation yeah. we had. Yeah, so, like with Company, Sponono was supposed to be the single. And the reason why I love Sponono is because that song was about me. Oh, work. Okay. So that I was loved my favorite it. song, too. Yeah. yeah. So I loved that. And then, like, literally, the last session he had, he didn't even go, the last session was at his house. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, they're literally writing the songs on the board saying, this is number one. They track this thing. Mm -hmm. Does Tiamo not walk in mm -hmm. with this song called Company mm -hmm. and plays it? He's also drunk as a skunk. So we're not taking him seriously. Wow. Company came out of that. And I was just like, I, I, I love the song, but I just hated the fact that it said, one girl, not enough for me. Two girls, not enough for me. All the way to six. And I'm like, six girls? And he's like, no, babe, but it's not me that's saying it. It's keto. I'm just like, oh. So if you said three, you would have been cool with it. No, but he didn't say it, so it's fine. As long as he didn't say the words. But I still feel like, ah. So the thing about that song is that um, literally, about probably two nights, you know you have a deadline where you have to submit the album. Yeah. And... Two nights, Kido now and him, they're talking on the phone and he's like changing the structure. So Kido is trying to change the structure to make it sound more like the structure of Afro-pop music, mm -hmm. which it's, it's not exactly the way that it is now. Mm -hmm. And Keenan and him are going back and forth. And I was so impressed with Keenan because the Keenan I normally know, but I'm like, I, I screw you also, Keenan. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. but he Kido is saying, yo, dog, like, I've had this song for long. Like, this structure is going to work. And he said, okay, cool. We structure it. Just as long as you keep it in the minutes that it's supposed to be in because I submitted the, the, the whatever. Mm -hmm. So you can change it, but if it's one minute off, it's a mess. He's not trusting him. He just sends the song. Do you understand how Keenan was depressed at three o'clock in the morning? I said, babe, what's wrong? He's like, he's right. His vision is better. <laughs> he was so upset that he didn't think of that version, yeah. you know? So now I don't know if that version is the one that got released or if it's not the one that got released. I'm not sure if he switched them, but I know it was too late for him to actually make some type yeah, of changes. Yeah, he did send me the song also. It was, it was a bit different, yeah. It was a bit different yeah. in the structure way. Yeah, the that structure the way Kido kind of made it sound more yeah. Afro beats, like mm -hmm. how like Wiz Kids and them do it. Mm -hmm. And um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a big change, but that subtle change made a difference. And he sat on the bed and he was just like, I'm like, babe, what's wrong? He's like, he is right. His one is better. Because he's fighting him. He's like, dog, like, I know. You know how Keenan is like, I know. Like, I trust me, dog. Mm. This is the way that it needs to be. Like, trust me. Mm. He was like, dog, like, 
P. Diddy was asking for the, like, Snoop Dogg was asking for this song. All these guys were asking for this song and I gave it to you. And the Keenan I know would have been like, then fuck you and your song. Take your fucking song. But he didn't even do that. He was just like, he, he calmed himself. He was calm. He was receptive. He's like, okay, dog, you know what? Do what you need to do. And let's do that. And also the other thing about the album, sorry, it's crazy. Actually, anyway. But the other thing about the album is what I love is that Keenan was able to work with absolutely, like almost everyone on the album, except um, the guy from Mozambique. From, um, on, I'm a piano, I think, because he's in Mozambique. But even when we went to the States, he was able to get into a session with Kido because he stays in Beverly mm -hmm. Hills and work on the song and, and do it together. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy about how he was able to work with absolutely everyone and like touch everyone. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, so it's a special project. Sorry, I can no, talk about it no, forever. It is, it is. I mean, yeah. uh, when Kenyan made Company, he called me, sent me the song, and he's like, the first thing he said to me is like, Champ, it's lit. Yeah. I'm like, what you mean? It's like, I am the greatest of all fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Like, I am the greatest of yeah. all time. And it's sad to me that he obviously never got to shoot a video for that song. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that he was that excited about mm. that song. And to see this song do so amazing, amazing. is like, wow. It's amazing. It's like, really wow. great. So, I, I mean, can talk about the album. There's so many stories, but we can talk about it. Right. <laughs> There's so many stories. So obviously, mm. before the album dropped, um, two weeks before the album dropped, um, we all got the most shocking news. Mm. I think it was Friday the 10th, mm. if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. A Friday night, um, we all get news. Keenan has passed away. You're getting calls. I'm shocked. Like, nah, this can't be true. Mm. Like, 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 like. Where were you when you got the news? Mm. Um, what was happening? Like so, um, I was at Ayanda's event. She had asked me to perform at her, at her, I don't know if it was her birthday, but she had an event at the Old Sands. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke to him 10 minutes before he passed away because he FaceTimed me. And so Don's girlfriend, Azola, was sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. And he calls me in the greatest of spirits, baby. What are you wearing? You see, what are you wearing? And then he's like, okay, um, the, the boys and I are about to leave. We're going to the hotel to get ready and then we're going to go to the club. So I said, okay, cool, babe. Um, initially, like 10 minutes later, Azola comes to me because she's at the same place. She comes to me and she says, babe, can I talk to you for a second? So I, don't, like, I was just like, what the problem? Mm -hmm. That was the last thing I would have thought, you know, and she mm -hmm. came and just pulled me to the side and she says, babe, um, Kino got shot. And I'm like, it didn't register that like shot fatally mm -hmm. at all until I got the news that it was fatal. Mm -hmm. I really felt like he's probably shot in the shoulder or like in the mm -hmm. leg or, mm -hmm. but also like, what? What do you mean shot? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. So it didn't register. I literally ran out of that venue. Um, Azola came with me, thank God. Otherwise I would have been alone. So I'm so grateful for Azola. But um, she came and she chilled at the house with me. And then got confirmation, and then everybody started coming to the house. And I, we got in the car and we drove to Durban immediately that evening, which was also pointless too because there was nothing I could do. But I was just like, I have to get there. Like I just have to get there. Um, and then when we got there, I literally was there for like a few hours. I saw the boys; um, they were all distraught. And then I went to the airport and flew back to Joburg. And then Tony and Steph arrived in Durban. And then, yeah, it was a lot. Mm. 
It's still crazy thinking, but it just feels like yeah. it just had like happened yesterday. Mm. Um, even like the whole time, even now, I just find it like like it's not true. It didn't happen. It, just, it does not feel real at all. It's crazy. It's like the last thing I would have ever thought of is Keenan died. Mm. Like that was the last thing I would have last last thing, you know. Mm. And it's so crazy because like two weeks before that, he was like. Babe, you know, I'm done with like doing club gigs. Like, I just want to J something it out. I want them to call me when we're doing festivals or there's a Samsung launch or whatever. Like, I don't want to do these clubs anymore because he also got tired of like drinking alcohol. He got tired of like having to do that whole schlep every weekend. And, you know, so he was, he even stopped smoking. Like, that's crazy because yeah. Keenan's a smoker. Mm-hmm. He started vaping and he was all about weed. And, yeah. you know, like he was trying to find, things that was keep him away from, from drinking alcohol, which was like a good path for him. And then also two weeks before that, he he never wanted me to be part, part of Cabello's himself because that was his journey of what he was going through. Mm-hmm. But two weeks before that, he took me to the first one where I went to the home cell. That's why I haven't been able to go back there mm-hmm. because like it's like he took me there and left me there, <laughs> you know, That's which crazy. is crazy. So let's speak on that. Um, mm-hmm. Two weeks before that time, exactly, he called me and he was like, uh, his birthday is on the 28th of January. Mm. So he passed away 12 days later, I guess. Mm. Um, he hit me up like, yo, it's my birthday. You have to come. Mm. Like, you have to come. Like, you know, I'm, actually, it happened right here at this yeah. club. That's the last time Ma- I saw Montana it. Downstairs. Yeah, Montana downstairs. Yeah. Um, he was like, yo, you have to come. You have to. He was like so adamant. And that is like the last time I saw him. Yeah. And... For me, there's so many things like about Kenyan's death where I just don't, the way, how things happened. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a conversation about this. It's like some way, somehow he knew, like in his head, like he doesn't have much time yeah. on this earth, but he could not confirm it. But some way, somehow on the inside, I mean, we also spoke about like, um, you, you, you touched on Cabello's home cell. Mm. Um, Kenyan, a lot, what might, a lot of people might not know, uh, Keenan started becoming spiritual, more mm. spiritual. I mean, he was attending um, the home cell with Cabello, mm. um, which I'm attending now because of him. Mm. You know, uh, shout out to Don Design. Me and him are the ministers there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love that. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. You know, like... like you, you sorry know? to interrupt you. I yeah. just, you just remind me of the story of... There was one day that we... Because, you know, weekends are always so difficult for us. Don had been going to church and he's like, yo, come on Thursday or come on... We're like, yeah, we'll come. But, like, weekends are always so tough. And I remember there was one day he's like, babe, we're going to church tomorrow. And he slept in my house. And he's like, we're going to wake up. We're going to go to church. We wake up. It's not the seven or two days. All roads are blocked. We're trying to go all around to get to this church. We can't get there. He says, babe, we're going to stop at Monte Casino. We stop at Monte Casino. We sit at the benches. He opens the Bible app. And we literally had a sermon there, just the two of us. That's crazy. Because he was just like, okay, you know what? We can't get to church, but we're up and we're going to pray and we're going to read the scripture. So that's why I'm just like, it's so difficult for me to explain the type of person that Keenan was when I was with him. Because I don't know him prior, but mm. the Keenan that I knew was just an amazing person. And, you know, I'm so happy that he he found that. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure he was, he believed in God for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was spiritual all his life. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel like... Yeah. I, definitely, but I feel like closer to the end, he was so close to God that there's I'm, I have no doubt where he is. I know definitely. he's right next to God. I agree. 100%. He's right there, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So, how have you been dealing with 
overseas person like what 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 do you go through like mm -hmm. i'm sure days are different for you sorry please have some tissue <laughs> guys can we get some tissue please i'm trying to not spoil my makeup <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just keep tissue on the side, okay? Because Tito said, he's not going to make me cry. <laughs> you said, though. Um, you said, okay. I sorry. said, don't make me cry. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my bad. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> don't do that. That should make you cry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. How have you been dealing? I know, obviously, it's been very difficult for you. Um, you're working. Yeah. Unless you try keep on working to keep your mind off it. But, like, what happens when you go to sleep? Like, like what have you been experiencing this whole time? Um, so, when Keenan passed, his first month was very tough, especially for his family, because they had to initially pack up all his stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And after that... When I went back home, Lynn and my friends literally stayed with me for a month. Like it was, it was a lot because I think I feel like they had me on like suicide watch, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but like when I started working again, the support was, yo, like I can't even explain how crazy it was. Like I also sometimes felt so undeserving of the amount of support and the amount of people rallying behind me. Yeah, we did deserve but they were also, they also lost them. You know, yeah. like, they also were going through the most. But I think how it was when I had to go back to work, it was, I don't know, well, I don't know how to explain it, it's crazy. <laughs> the first day I was a complete mess. You, I think I was running on rockets with no shoes on at one point. <laughs> With no shoes on, but everyone just rallied behind me to support me. So it made it a lot easier. And then um, obviously every, everyone can't go to all my gigs. So eventually it kind of like phased out and I, and I was with just my team. And they were also very like kitty gloves with me, like very careful and very like, you know, and I had to bump up my security also because I just was very scared because I just couldn't believe like something like this could happen in South Africa like this. You know, it's just so close to home. So you have to, like, bump up your own security and mm -hmm. even the security at home because I was too scared to sleep in my room. So I sleep on the couch. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just adjusting to being with somebody so much of your time to being completely alone and dealing with the loneliness of being alone, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm still adjusting with that. Um, but I knew the one thing I couldn't do was turn my back on God because God was all I had. Mm -hmm. Is all I have. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just waiting for his plan for me. Because at the beginning, I was very angry. So I'm like, you forgot mm. about me. Like when Kieran mm. went through what he went through, you put me in his life to help him. Mm. But you haven't put anyone in my life to help me. Mm. The loss of losing him. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why have you forgotten about me? Like, why do I have to do this alone? Why do I have to be this lonely and this sad and this heartbroken and have to pick myself up? And then I realized that God didn't. He, 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 he gave Keenan me, but he gave me a community of people. Yeah. Like so many people. Yeah. And Something about that. I have to give a yeah. big shout out to 
the Forbes family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uncle Tony, um, Angeline. We have to give Red. him Steph. We yeah. have to give him a big shout out because um, us as black people, you know, because you're not married to Kim, mm. you know, um, certain things wouldn't happen. Right? Yeah. Our culture. Yeah. You know, and I've seen them being very supportive, treating you like you guys were actually married. The way they've been treating you and the way they've been supporting you, like that is like so beautiful to see. So I just felt like, you know, what I'm Thank saying you. like we have to give them like the utmost respect, you yeah. know. And I love your relationship with Cairo. Mm. That's like you being a mother, mm. um, and and you've told me you want to be a mother actually yeah. before. So like, tell me about that relationship. Cairo is like the sweetest girl. I don't know how to explain it, but mm. she's so considerate. Like even like at the beginning. She thinks I'm crying. She 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 like look at me. She like she's crying, and then she's like, okay, she's not. Like that's how much she wants to make sure you're okay. You know, like which is so crazy again because it's like all these people. And she's lost her dad, you know. But it's like she's still considerate about like how I feel, you know. And she wants to come see me, and then she's around. Um, I'm happy that we were able to build a relationship when Kenny was still alive, um, because she was around a lot, you know. And I'm happy that I was able to spend time with her and it wasn't awkward because I said from the beginning that if Zintle is not okay with me meeting Cairo, I, I don't want that to happen because I know how it can make someone feel weird if they're uncomfortable with me because she didn't know me. Like, she didn't know my, my vibe isn't, mm -hmm. you know, but Z made it, when, how Z made it clear to me that she's okay with me meeting Cairo was we were at this um, Fashion Week launch and I think it's the first time I actually had seen... No, no, it's not. It's the second time that I've seen Z since I started dating Keenan. And she was just like, when are you going to start babysitting? You need to babysit Cairo. <laughs> and then I, in the, and inside, I'm just like, okay, she seems like she's fine with it. So I told Keenan, and I think I met Cairo like this year, two days after that, mm -hmm. you know? And um, like, it's just, it's so special. I'm just, I'm just so grateful that I can still have a relationship with Cairo. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful that she wasn't completely removed out of my life. And mm -hmm. um, I know maybe in the future, she's probably going to start calling me auntie. <laughs> because, like, she, call you now? she calls me Nadia. I'm not saying like Nadia because mm -hmm. people say co-mom or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, she has a mom and a very powerful mom, a mm -hmm. very strong mom, a very loving mom. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult for me to be like co-mom without Keenan. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably graduate to like an auntie Nadia. <laughs> to be like an aunt, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful. For that. Can we also give a shout out to Zintre? Shout out to Zintre, definitely. <laughs> like a lot of relationships, like baby mamas don't want to see mm. like, like, like the ex, you know mm. what I'm saying? And they baby going there and being in the relationship is very mm. difficult, you know? And a lot of people on social media might say this and that, but yeah. for me, it's beautiful to see that relationship, you yeah. know? And you guys being confident, like, Zinta to be like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a confident woman. Yeah. I'm okay with my kid going to go spend time with that. So yeah. that's, that's been amazing to see. Yeah, it's been really great. I'm so grateful for that because like you said, like, I think a lot of people that have had comments on the way that our relationship is and the way it is, is because they're so used to the toxicity going on in their own lives and their own relationships and also using your kids as weapons mm -hmm. to get back at your baby daddy so you make it difficult for your baby daddy and his new girlfriend to get involved with your child. And you just see the maturity um, in the way that we're dealing with it, with Lynn, Carol, Zinclair, Bongani, the whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole bunch of mature people, a whole bunch of people that love the kids that are involved mm -hmm. and understand the importance of not damaging the kids mm -hmm. and not, um, 
you know, it's just everything was live there. And I think also with Zintle and, and Keenan, they co-parented very well when he was still around as they well did. for the longest mm, time, you know. Mm -hmm. They co-parented very well. So that kind of made it very easy to trickle down. And then on top of that, Keenan grew up with his mom and his dad also co-parenting mm -hmm. co -parenting very well when it came to them. So, you know, it makes sense why they would co-parent well because they, they saw how Tony and, and Lynn were co-parenting. It took some of that juice. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, when you, like, say maybe, like, Kyra sometimes looks at you, do you think she fully understands what has happened? I used to question that, too. I used to be like, does she fully understand? I think she does, though, because, like, when she's in my house, I just came back from Dubai, so I got them gifts. I got them a whole bunch of, like, little trinkets. And I bought a lamp for myself in, in the color purple, which is his favorite color. So I took it out and I was like, oh, maybe if I rub it, the, a genie will come out. And then she said, maybe daddy will come out. You yeah. know, so she understands that there's a spirit level. Mm -hmm. And even when we went to the movies the other day, she saw Simichi and she looked up and then she's like, oh, I thought that's what daddy is there. You know, so mm -hmm. she understands that when we all went to take the awards to his grave site, you were there, you saw how she cried. Mm -hmm. She had to take a moment by herself and she cried. And also hearing when she came back from Nelspread and she cried when she heard daddy issues and she heard her voice and... So she does understand. Um, I it was difficult. There's a lot of like conversation, not a lot, but there's like one conversation that I had with her that was so difficult to have because it was just me and her. But she asked me like what happened, mm -hmm. even though that she had been told already. Mm -hmm. Um, with her mom and 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 Glammy, they sat down and spoke to her and told her mm -hmm. what happened. But she asked me again like later, and it was so difficult. Cause I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh my gosh, like like you know, I just said bad people hurt daddy, and this is what happened, you know. And um, so she asks questions, you know, but I think when you're young, your mind just, just, I wish I could deal with that the way kids do. You mm -hmm. know, I feel like it's going to be a lot harder when she gets older. Most definitely. Yeah, when she gets older and she starts really seeing the gap of her dad not being there, mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be a lot harder. But right now as a kid, I think it's a lot easier to be able to kind of, I don't know what it is. I don't know what to say. Talking yeah. about that day, it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> When Keenan won um, four awards for yeah Mass, well, Mass Country, yeah. the Metro Fam Awards, yeah, um, we had an intimate celebration the day after. Mm. We went to the gravesite, mm. um, not just a few of us. I mean, like yeah. maybe 15, 10 yeah. of us. Yeah. And Cairo was singing. Let me tell you guys. Yeah, she performed. <laughs> we got a performance uh, from Cairo at the gravesite. Mm. She performed. She could sing company throughout. Word she for word. Word for word, company. She yeah. performed... Um, like, I mean, lemons to lemonade. Lemons to lemonade. Remember she was song. a jukebox. We said, okay, now do crowd. Now... <laughs> and she performed word for word. And it's, it shocks me so much. Like, I, you know, I know she obviously knows word for That's her dad. But mm -hmm. I'm just like, word for word? That is crazy. Word yeah. for word. Yeah. And then we went to your house um, yeah. to celebrate Kenan and... Like, I think most of all, man, um, with us being there as, like, this family of friends, you can see, like, the impact that Keenan left, how many people loved him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we had such a beautiful celebration. Mm. Um, we argued and fought. Yeah, we did, but we were like, we roasting each other. <laughs> it's not a real fight. Oh, yeah, in the, in the lounge. Yes. I don't even know what we were fighting about. I'll tell you what we were fighting about. We're Sim, fighting dope. About. Sim Dope. Yeah? Uh, Sim Dope was there. Yeah. And then um, he said, Sim Dope said, um, back in the north, right? Yeah. Um, 
there was like him, like him and Tony. Yeah. Tony, see you getting a shout out. They were like so influential in the north. Yeah. And then, um, they, like when they would come into the clubs, they'd buy bottles, and everybody knew them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, then you and said, my counter thing was like, no, was like, nah. We knew the stars. Yeah, we knew. We knew, stars. Yeah, like, yeah, nah. we knew, we knew Keenan, yes. Liz, and Tito. They yes. were the cool niggas in the club. Yeah, and then, it was like that. We didn't know Tony and some dope. <laughs> Sorry, some dope. We didn't know you there. Uh-uh. When they're in the club, we knew the stars, the Les, Keenan, Tito, Abocuesta, Kespa. Those are the people who knew the stars. But that's what I was saying. Also, now the, the shift in the dynamic and how it is now yeah. is that in the clubs, the ballers are actually getting known more yeah. than a lot of the artists because mm. they're the ones that now, like, you know, are building like kind of brands around them. And, you know, there's like a whole bunch of, I don't even know ballers' names like that, but just like, you know, they have like names, you know? <laughs> Why do, you think, why do you think that's the case? Like, Because girls are now messing with ballers no matter what age they group, what it, how. Before, you had to be cool. Like, mm-hmm. that cool swag was your currency. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your, just your swag and your ambiance and the, and the energy you brought mm-hmm. was your currency. But now, the girls don't care about that currency. They actually want currency, mm-hmm. like real currency, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why the ballers are now able to come through and actually make you have a small section as an artist and they actually have the best section in the club mm-hmm. because it's it's they can really control the energy and the vibe because the girls are around. Uh, country, maybe do you think that's been happening for a while, but you are not the type of girl that looked for that? No, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of girl that looks for that now mm-hmm. either, but I'm aware. Like, I've mm-hmm. always been aware. And mm-hmm. I, even looking back, like, I knew ballers back then as well, like mm-hmm. people that were well off, that were in the clubs. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about energy. Yes, you were there to buy the bottles and whatever. I've, I've met a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But the energy when you were in the club then, as opposed to the energy when it is now, it's literally like the ballers are like running the energy right now and you won't even know who the person is, but you can just see Dom and, and what and who's and what. And that's more of the energy now. We spoke, we also spoke, um, I know we're going everywhere now. We also spoke about the state of South African hip-hop. Hmm. The and, state of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were talking about, like, the impact that South African hip-hop had at that time. Yeah. To where it is right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like South African hip-hop then was more than just hip-hop. It was a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, we really came through with that energy. And it was talking about not just the, the music, but, like, when it was, like, the camps. Like, the boys in bus, and it was the family tree, and then it was the F- F2D, even though he stole Gemini from us. And I don't know where he stole Younger from. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, there was there was clicks, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and Cash Time, I can't even forget Cash Time. So those movements also made it so cool. It was like the Rat Pack. Like, mm-hmm. we really, like, pulled up. I mean, even Cash Time had their own gears. Like, I think they had their own bomber jackets that even had, like, their own the T-shirts. And yeah. The T-shirts, yeah. you know? So it was just, like, the energy was so cool. But now, obviously, the genre that's kind of, that's taken the forefront is I'm a piano, but don't ever get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. <laughs> Talk to them. Don't ever get it twisted. They uh-huh. are living that hip-hop lifestyle. And Facts. the culture is hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And um, people can say, oh, you know, hip-hop is from America, blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, babes, if you're going to keep saying that nonsense, then that means you live in a hut with no TV and no radio and you're not exposed to any, any, any type of media from outside the world. Unfortunately, for you, South Africa is a world country. It's a, Africa is a worldly continent. It's part of the world. Mm-hmm. So we'll be influenced by it. But piano doesn't have a clear-cut culture. They have the music. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the culture with the snapbacks or like the, the Timberlands that are breaking people's legs <laughs> or, 
Yeah, thank you for that. 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 Thank you Take that American culture and localize it, like like um that is it Batu um or Amakikid yeah or like how they take the bomber jackets and localize it and use Amakikid fabric or like prints or whatever. But that was part of the culture. And piano guys, they are hip hop culture doing piano. Those guys are hip hop guys. When you, if you switch off the volume while you're watching it TV, like there is no difference no between difference. hip hop and piano. There's no difference. If you just yeah. switch off the song, yeah, and you put the Tito song, ah. Yeah. Uh, It's the same, babes. Yeah. It's really the same. And I mean, that just shows how undeniable hip hop is. And that's why I feel like people say, oh, is hip hop going to come back? Hip hop is dead, blah, blah, blah. Hip hop is the one genre that will always be there because it's actually more than the music, it's a lifestyle. Facts. It's really a lifestyle. And there's a message to hip hop. Um, a lot of music is dance music, like piano is dance music. Yeah. Hip hop is actually, we tell stories, there's yeah. content, there's, there's certain content. subject matters we speak on. Yeah. So all you guys that's doing hip hop, well, actually, what's about to happen now? <laughs> let, me, let me keep quiet, but there's a, lot, a lot of music is about to drop from hip hop. Like, yeah. watch hip hop do its magic right now. Hip hop is, listen, I've, I haven't dropped a piano song and I've been rocking and there's mm -hmm. a lot of artists that have been doing hip hop and constantly were doing hip hop mm -hmm. and have been rocking. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Keenan also his album, like come on. It's 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 you can't say genre is dead. Mm -hmm. You really can't say that. Um and it's forever evolving. And I don't think one has to die for the other to flourish. Mm -hmm. Because people say, oh hip hop is coming back, meaning piano's gonna die. No. Uh, we can coexist. Yeah. Yeah, and also because piano we should be so proud of it because it's so South uh facts. And it's so us and it's so exportable and it's doing waves that you don't want that genre to die. Nigga, nigga, not die. nigga has had me on a chokehold like Dog. so bad. Dog. Like, like and, and just the <laughs> that's the hottest that, song of the year, by the way. Yeah. I just have to say that. Yeah. No, for real. And mm -hmm. also the fact that the artists now, we've been suffering under Afro Afro Pop, Afro Beats shadow mm -hmm. for so long. Mm -hmm. All those Nigerian artists have been traveling out of the country and we've been just looking at them and then they come here and they have their own radio show. Like Sabi had a whole show dedicated to Afro pop. Facts. Which we didn't have that in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, but now I can bet you there's a piano radio show in, in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing we don't want to happen is for piano to die. No. Nah. But mm -hmm. our palettes are definitely going to expand and hip hop is always going to be there because again, like I say, it's more than the music, it's the culture. A lot, another thing about piano artists is that you know the song you don't know the artist there's other like you don't know the artist yeah well there's not all of them yeah, certain yeah, people yeah. like i know like like Papi cooper polka like um Filoti, um young stana Kamumpela. like there's the big ones but there's a lot of like hit songs like the like paper i don't know these guys what do they look like Okay, let's not go there. No, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I hear you. Because yes, it's, yeah. it's, some of the piano artists are only worried about the song, mm -hmm. but not the brand. Mm -hmm. And you know what hip-hop does well, is that we'll give you the song and the controversy. That I'm dating this person, or when Casper Kisser landed DuPont on, on television, that's so hip-hop of him. Because you're talking about more than the music. You're talking about the artists and the shenanigans they're getting involved in and who's subbing who and who's dissing who and who's this and who's composing and who's back to back and who's... I'm so glad you said that's so hip-hop. I have a message for Pearl Tusi. Pearl Tusi, give MT a try. Do it for the culture, you know I saw your comments. I saw your comments. Are you... Pearl, don't! Do not give it 
to these niggas. Ah, uh, no. These niggas. No. Yo, no. Pearl yo, needs to, yo, you know what Pearl no. needs to date? Pearl needs to date Michael B. Jordan. That's, that's the level Pearl needs to be dealing with. I'm not worried about Michael B. Jordan. Oh, you will. I'm, Michael B. Jordan walks in here right now. You're not going to be worried about Michael B. Jordan. No, and then Pearl is on no, Michael B. Jordan's I'm advocating for MT. I'm, ah, so MT knocks down. Pearl, you gotta do it for the culture. Mm. Give it up, like the hustler, the big hustle. No, mm. I love MT, but Pearl, no, like, stop she's an, I'm not hating on MT. I'm just saying, Pearl is an international movie star. Michael B. Jordan, please do so, for us. MT said the hood would be proud. You he know, said the hood. Yes. Oh. He said if he hit that, the hood would be proud. No, but see, I also don't like the way he said that. Like if he hit that, he didn't say wife that. So she must hit that for the culture. No. He shouldn't have said if I hit that, the hood would be. What? Don't, don't, don't downplay it by saying hit that. No, but MC... he should have said. He should have said if I wife that. Then I'd be like, okay, MC. Ah, now let's see. You know, they can chase the Beyonce it out. You know, vibes. But he said if I hit that. No, no, I don't think he cheap. meant it like that. It just came out like that. I know, because it's, it's hip hop. Yeah. But unfortunately, now it's just, it feels like you just want to hit. Like, it's, she's an international movie star. Now, me, I'm on MT side. Of course you are. You're a man. What does that have to do of with Of course you're going to be on the man side. No, I'm just, I, I love MT. I love MT too, and I love Pearl too, but I'm just going to hit the, that. I love Pearl, you know I love you. All right, you see, you had to mention that later. No, Pearl knows I love I've said on this podcast, Pearl Doesn't knows I love matter. her. Doesn't matter. We're talking about hit that for the hood. Pearl, I want my hoodie back, by the way. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> hit well, that for the hood. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, MT, uh, uh. <laughs> I love you, I'm joking. Yeah, but I understand what I'm he kidding. means. I mean, if MT stepped in the hood after hitting Pearl, we'd be like getting dead. No, but or, now it's like yeah. you hit that, now you're telling the whole hood that you hit that. Right. Okay. But if you wife that, then I'd be like, okay, now the whole hood is proud. You wiped Pearl Tusi. Like, you wiped her. Don't talk about hitting Pearl Tusi. Okay. No. Uh, I think he's just wetted it a little bit. He's a trapper. He's just like came I across. get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I think Unfortunately, he... I'm a woman. All right. Let's Michael get off B. MT. Jordan Bates. Michael B. Jordan it MT. out. The big hustle. <laughs> the big hustle. <laughs> the biggest hustle. Nadia, um, thank you so much for coming to join us. Um, you told me you're not doing no interviews. Um, I, if it wasn't you, I wasn't going to do... I'm, I'm not doing interviews after this. Mm-hmm. Talking about... It's easy to talk to you about Kevin because you knew him. You knew him longer than me, actually. Mm-hmm. So I could only do this with you. So I appreciate that. Thank you. But no one else. And no one else is going to... It's all going to be in the music. Thank you so much for coming. And um, I need to give a big shout out to uh, Tobega. <laughs> she kicks, she kicks my ass. Tobega, Bex. Bex. No uh, more handy, Andy. Shout out to Chris. This was so beautiful. Yeah, I saw a red face. <laughs> 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 <laughs>